0: We are continuing in our series called Conversations, and what we've been talking about is the idea that uh, we all have questions for God. You've probably asked God some questions. You don't even have to watch television for a very long time to maybe ask God, why haven't you done something about this, or where are you, or this or that, and you also have maybe a family member that Uh, has an illness and you're wondering, God, why don't you heal them? And all all these different things. And so uh, God's okay with those questions. Uh, He doesn't get offended. He doesn't, he's not bothered by that. Um, But what he really wants to do is engage in a conversation. And oftentimes what happens is we ask these questions to God and then we just stop right there. We just, you know, kind of go, what, you know, where where have you been? Why do bad things happen? Or whatever. And we don't really search or check out for an an answer. Well, the Bible has a whole bunch of questions that God has for us, and last week we talked about one of those questions. We, it was Easter, and Mary went to the tomb, and the tomb was empty, and um, she was asked by the angels, why do you look for the living among the dead? And we explored that question a little bit. Why, why do we try to find meaning and purpose outside of uh, where Jesus is? The angel said, he's not here. He's not, he's not in there. This is, this is a grave. And so we, we talked about that question, about uh, why is it that we go to things that uh, don't give us life, and we know that, relationships and different things, and, uh, and yet we keep going back to them. And so that's what we explored last week, and you can uh, get that on our podcast if you missed l- last week. This morning we're going to look at another uh, question that Jesus asked his disciples And uh, as Bob mentioned, um, uh, it's about multiplying food. So if you're new to the Bible, you'll be like, wow, Jesus can multiply food. Jesus can do a lot of stuff, okay? So I'm just telling you that right now. Um, But uh, before we get to that story, not a show of hands, but I would imagine if I asked you this question, uh, how many of you uh, could use an extra $20,000? Um, I said, don't raise your hands. <laughs> like, raising your hands. Okay, uh, right. Well, we all, we, we, we'd all raise our hands, right? I mean, I mean, I don't know if you're like me, but when I first got my job out of, high sc- uh, out of college, I was making $24,000 a year. And I remember saying to God, God, I just need three more thousand dollars. Like, that's all? And then all my problems will go away, okay? And then I, I, I don't, I just 3000 and we're good. I'll even tithe on the 3000 How's that? So really, I need 3300 because then I can't, you know. Okay, so in <laughs> any event, uh, and, and so, it, you know, so you, you do this, and you think, man, just 3000 you know, $3, more dollars or whatever. Well, I got, I got a raise, and I'm like, God. Just five more thousand dollars, right? And, and as I got raises, there was always some other little bit that I needed, you know. And and and, and, and you know, I can imagine you're in the same place where. And then when you look back, and like all of a sudden you're making forty thousand, and you're like, at twenty four thousand, I really only needed three thousand. Like now I feel like I need even more money. And so it's this: if I only could just get this. Now it doesn't just happen in finances. It happens to us all the time in relationships. If only I had a boyfriend or if only I had a girlfriend or if only my boyfriend would get hit by a train or if my girlfriend would get, you know, it's like if if only. and, And what we do is we try to get God. We ask him these questions. Why don't you change my circumstances? Why don't you fix this? If only um, I I wasn't, you know, a freshman in high school and had no friends. If only this, if only that, if only that. And I'll bet in our group, you could probably think about some places in your life where you think, man, if I just had a little bit more of this, or if only we could just have a baby, I think that would really help the relationship because babies are really good for helping troubled relationships. And so (laughs) if we could just, uh, if we could just do this, and so it's only, and we have these little things why doesn't Jesus do that? I mean, really, why doesn't he just give me another $10,000? Why doesn't he just give, well, we don't, we're not praying for a baby, so, so I know why he's not giving us one. Um, but, but like, why doesn't he, he, he do that? Well, we're going to look at a story in the Bible where um, Jesus wants the disciples to kind of wrestle a little bit with their circumstances. And uh, just to set up where this is going or, or what, what's been going on, this is the height of Jesus's ministry right now, what he did is he took his disciples, um, and not just the 12, but a bunch of them, and he sent them out to all these different cities, and he gives them specific instructions on how to approach a city, what to do, and all this, but he gives them something else, which is just awesome, okay? Right before they leave, he says, oh, and one more thing, I'm going to give you the ability to cast out demons and heal people, which would be the coolest. That would just be awesome. You're talking to Jesus, and he's like, go into this city, and you're like, man, no one's going to listen to me. And he's like, if you start healing people, they will. And you're like, thanks, Jesus. And you jam into the city, and you're just like, bam, bam you know, whatever. However that looks like when you're healing people. I don't know what that was, but it probably looks something like that. And so that's what happens. So they come back, and they are Stoked. They, 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 um, they go to Jesus, and they just start telling him stories. Jesus, you'll never guess what happened. Jesus like, I've, done, I've healed many more people than that. You know, big deal. But he, they're excited, okay? And they've been going, going, going. It's, it says uh, in the Bible, it says that at this particular time, they didn't even have time to eat. Like, that's how busy they were. That's how much it was just full-on ministry all the way. And so at the same time, so their Jesus' ministry is 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 jam. And now his name is all over all these different cities. They have the power to heal and cast out demons. So it's just a big deal, and there's a lot of people wanting to see Jesus. This this the it's getting out all over the place. I mean, his his Twitter account is going nuts, okay? It's just it's just he's just a really big deal. And so uh, uh, at the same time, John the Baptist, his cousin, Jesus's cousin, had his head chopped off, and so it's just you can imagine like ministries going; they're they're going twenty four seven. It says they don't even have time to eat. His his uh, cousin is uh, murdered by uh, Herod, and uh, it's just a, a crazy time. And so Jesus tells his disciples, "Hey." Let's get away to a quiet place so we can rest. Now, the cool thing about this story, and if you haven't figured out, it's the feeding of the 5,000, which... Isn't a very creative name for the story, but that's what it is, the feeding of the 5,000. It's in all four Gospels. As a matter of fact, the only other story that's in all four Gospels is the resurrection, uh, when we talked about that last week. And this is another one that's in all four. And so when you read all four accounts and kind of the synopsis of the Gospels, you get a really clear picture of what's going on. And so, um, so Jesus says, okay, we're going to go rest, and they get in a boat to go to a, to, to go to a solitary place so that they can just chill for a little bit. Well, when he gets in his boat, okay, they get in their boat and they start jamming. The people are looking at it, and so they start coming, and, and, and they, like, get there before the boat gets there. Now, I don't know about you, but have you ever had a super stressful time in your life where you're working, 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 working. Maybe it's year end. You know, your, your company, that's, that's kind of a big deal year end or your fiscal year or whatever. Or maybe, maybe you work in a warehouse and like Christmas time, it's just like, they're just like, hey, we got to uh, have all these hours or, or what have you. And so you're, you're just exhausted, and then, like, somebody shows up at the house or, 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 or you, you see somebody and you're like, I don't even want to make eye contact with them. Because I've never done this ever, but I'm sure you have. And, uh, and so um, you're just like, I don't want to talk to him because I'm just so tired. I don't want to deal with people right now. So the Bible tells us that the disciples were so busy they didn't even have time to eat. And Jesus says, let's go rest. And when they pulled into port, there's all these people. Thousands of them. And Jesus went, back the boat up. You know, here's what happens. When Jesus uh, landed and saw a large crowd, he had compassion on them because they were like sheep without a shepherd. If you're not familiar with Jesus, uh, this gives you a really clear picture of who he is. That, that in the midst of his exhaustion, in the midst of where he could say, man, don't I ever get a break around here? He looks out and he sees the people and his heart just breaks for them. And in Matthew, this is the Mark account, but in Matthew it says he got out and he just starts healing them. You know, which is just, you know, and the disciples are probably like, man, I want I wanted to duress. Yeah, I want to take a nap or whatever. And then he's just like, come on, let's go. We got work to do. Because Jesus is the good shepherd, and this is what he does. And when he sees sheep that are, that are wounded, when he sees she, see, see sheep that are tired, when he sees sheep that are sick, he feels compassion. And this isn't the only time in the Bible it says this. Uh, uh, this happened to Jesus quite a bit. He would see the people, and he'd feel compassion for them. Um, and so he began healing them, it says in, in, in Matthew. In Mark, it says, so he began teaching them many things. Now, as you can imagine, in a setting like this, you, you, you've got all, all, all these people here. And um, my personality, just, just so you know, my personality, when I'm at an event or whatever, I'm always looking around, and I'm, I'm trying to see how the, it flows. And I see a head where, like, oh, man, this isn't going to work out right, okay? Like, this, like, they don't have enough. Like, if you're at Costco, I don't know if you've ever gone to Costco, and, and they put food at the end of each aisle. I I walk in immediately go, this is not a good flow of humanity, right? And there's always that one person who's just like standing right in the middle of the aisle waiting for whatever, a little piece of sausage. It's like, dude, I'll buy you a pack of sausage. Get out of my way, right? Anyway, so so Peter, this is what begins to happen. There's 5,000 people here. Jesus is teaching. He's healing. And all of a sudden, the disciples are like, man, we're in the middle of nowhere, and there's a lot of people here. It says, by this time it was late in the day, so his disciples came to him. This is a remote place, they said, and it's already very late. And so they come to the situation, and all they're telling Jesus is the facts. They're not complaining. They're not doing anything. They're just saying, this is a remote place, and it's getting late. Now, I don't know where you are in, in your life right now, but isn't this how we kind of approach God? Like, God, I've got $5 in the bank, and the rent's due next week. So I'm just letting you know the facts. This is what Uh I just found out I was pregnant, and he's an idiot. Okay, these, are just what, these are just the facts of the situation. I'm in school, and I have zero friends. This is, it's just kind of the circumstance that you're in. We've been married for 20 years, and I don't think I like him. You know, it's like, it's like, this is how we go to God. We go to God with the facts. God, this is, this is what I'm dealing with. You know, I don't, I don't like my job. And, you know, my, my, the boss I liked got fired. I mean, I mean, it's, it's just how we kind of go. And maybe you're dealing with something like that right now. Maybe you're thinking to yourself, man, you know, I just, I just, this is, this is where I'm at right now. I'm not in a good spot. And they go to Jesus, which is exactly what Jesus wants you to do with, the, with your situation. You go to him, okay? And so this is what they do. And they also came, and this is what we tend to do, with a solution, okay? So I go to Jesus and I say, Jesus, uh, I have $5, the rent's due next week, uh, you, would you please find me another job? Would you please help me win the lottery? Would you give me some freaky tax return that I wasn't expecting? Can you, you know, do, do something? We kind of give Jesus some suggestions with how, you know, I'm lonely and I would like a boyfriend or a girlfriend. And so if you could whip one up for me, that would be awesome, okay? But Jesus is not interested in fixing problems. Jesus is interested in you and I. That same compassion, that same stuff he feels for the crowds, he feels for you and I. And so, like we've been talking about in this series, he's more interested in a conversation. So, before he whips up a boyfriend or a girlfriend, he'd ask, well, why are you lonely? What's going on? Why, why do you feel like, I, I told you I'd never leave you or forsake you. Why am I not enough? What, what, what's happening? Come, let's, let's, let's process through it. And so, they come up with a solution. They say, send the people away. So they can go to the surrounding countryside and villages and buy themselves something to eat. This is what I do all the time. When I come to Jesus with a problem, what I'm asking him to do is to send it away. <laughs> get, get rid of it. Fix it. God, you know the situation we're in. Can you just do something? Can you get, get it away from me? You, know, you, you probably have a boss. You're like, I don't care. God, how you get rid of the boss, I don't even have to know about where you bury him. I'm just saying, if you could just get rid of him, okay? If you could just, you know, get rid of this situation. If you could just get rid of my, my, my finances or whatever. I mean, just, well, don't get rid of my finances, but my financial woes. Just, just fix it. And this is what they say. They say, Jesus, send the people away. And Jesus, in, that, in this particular uh, thing, he, he says to them, they don't need to go away. And I think this is the kind of relationship that God wants to have with us. That instead of just fixing all our problems, because we know that once one problem gets fixed, like you get the ten thousand dollars, in a few months you're going to want ten more thousand dollars. If you have a problem with your boss, and he and he somehow you know p- pushes him into traffic, there's going to be another boss. There's going to be what Jesus wants to do is he want, he wants to use you in the midst and grow you in the midst of the circumstances that you're experiencing right now so jesus makes an audacious statement to these disciples they say look it's getting late we're in a remote place we have a solution let's send them off they'll go to the different villages they'll get something to eat and we can get our rest and then we'll pick it up tomorrow i mean what's the big deal here's what jesus says to the disciples you give them something to eat. You do it. Now, I don't know if you've ever been praying to God and you've been saying, God, you know, we really need this, we really need that, and we really need that. I mean, you say, All right. you've got to do something, and, and then God responds to you, you do something. You know, you know where this ends up in my life? With Forgiveness. I'll go to the Lord, and I'll say, Lord, dude, this person wounded me in a certain way, and you know what happened, and it's not fair, and I didn't do anything, and they did everything, and all this kind of stuff, and, 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 and I, and I, you just, you need to do something, you need to punish them, like, not a compound fracture, but just like a broken, you know, the bone or something where I can see it and feel good that you, I know you're punishing them for what they did to me, and Jesus goes, you forgive them, and I'm like, I don't think I made it myself clear, because they actually hurt my feelings, and that, that's not right, and so, um, and so, what, what, one time, I, I lent somebody some money, and um, for me, it was a large sum of money, and they were going to pay me back the Friday. So, I, I lent it to them on Monday. They're going to pay me back on Friday. And so, Friday, and then really specifically, like, I'll pay you back on Friday. And I'm like, okay, sweet. So, uh, Friday comes, and I'm like, <laughs> like, like, I'm like sitting by my phone, like, okay, you know, you call, because I need that money back. Nothing. And, and then the next Monday, and then, and then like, I'm like, well, Couple of weeks are going to go by, and I don't have my money, and the person's not contacting me, and so I get to, I'm like, I'm like, Lord, you know all things, and I want my money, <laughs> and the Lord's very specifically and very clearly said, I want you to forgive the debt, and I'm like, okay, uh, so should I get a couple scratchers on the way home? I like, how are you gonna make it? How are you gonna make it right? And I've really felt that God was telling me, you ain't seeing the money again, and I want you to forgive him, and it's like you. Like, Lord, you tell him, you do this. And he says, No, you do it. And this is what he's telling the disciples. You give him something to eat. And the disciples have the same reaction that you and I would have. They say this are, Jesus, are you crazy? Is what they say. Well, something like that. They say this. They said to him, That would take more than half a year's wages. Are we uh, to go and spend that much on bread and give it to them? And Jesus, we, there's 5,000. Men, there were 5,000 men there. If you counted women and children, it would be more than 5,000. And so they're like, like, what do you mean we give them something to eat? Now, this is the Mark account. In the John account, there's this really cool couple verses where it says, um, the reason this all got started, the reason they're like, hey, we're in a remote place and, you know, we should send them away, is Jesus leans over to Philip and he starts messing with Philip's head. And he says, uh, "He's like, he says, hey, Philip, uh, how are we going to feed all these people? Right? And then it says, right after that, it says, for he already knew what he intended to do. Can you imagine? You know. So Jesus gets off the boat, right? And he's looking, and he's, just, he's like thinking, I'm going to feed all these people today. Like they're harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. Do you know this is something about me. You'll, you, 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 I can't keep a secret. So like uh, last night I bought some tickets to a concert and I was going to surprise my wife. And, uh, and so I, I texted my daughter and I'm like, hey, uh, we're going somewhere on this date. Don't ask where and, and you know, don't tell mom, you know. And so um, like Lisa comes home and like, within a half hour, I'm like, I bought tickets to the concert, you know, <laughs> she, I was like, I couldn't, I couldn't do it. Now, if all of a sudden, I was going to feed 5,000 people, like, with a miracle, I'd just be like, ah, yeah, I'd get off the boat, I'd be like, okay, guys, coming to feed 5,000 people is going to be awesome, right, but Jesus, Jesus just starts, he's Jesus, like, right, you know, so he's way better than me, and so he, uh, he says to Philip, like, hey, how are we going to feed all these people, and Philip's just like, what? like he probably runs to the disciples, and we got to, Jesus is asking how we're going to feed these people, and you know, Peter's probably like, "Well, we could send them away to the different, okay, good, that's what we'll do, and that's kind of where we, we're at in the story. He says, so Jesus says, you feed them, and they're like, you're crazy, and let's go back to my forgiveness thing. Jesus says, you forgive them, and I'm like, are you out of your mind? I can't forgive them. They owe me. Now, that's one thing when it's money and big deal, so I loan the person the money and they don't pay me back. But there are some things that we're, we go through, even in childhood where we're abused, where we're victimized. And it's a big deal. Maybe from a past relationship. Maybe somebody swindled you or whatever, and it's a big deal. Maybe you lost a job because somebody was speaking falsely about you. Maybe you have family members that never build you up. They're always tearing you down, and it's just every single day and every little thing you do is so there's someone going, and it just feels like 5,000 people that you've got to feed. And God's going, go do it. Forgive them. Go take care of it. And you think, how am I supposed to do that? And so Jesus asked this question. And it's the question that he has for us this morning. He says, how many loaves do you have? What you got? What are we working with? Look around. Take an inventory. You got to forgive this person. I can't forgive. I don't have enough forgiveness. How much forgiveness do you have? H- how much patience right now do you have? What do you, what do you, what do you got? Now, now, here's the thing. If the disciples were super uber prepared, okay, maybe they know, hey, we're going to a remote place, Uh, we might be there for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, Uh, I'm going to pack something, Uh, I'm going to bring three loaves of bread and uh, three fish, okay, so that I have enough. Hey, everybody, grab three. So they got 36 uh, loaves of bread and 36 fish, and they're prepared, I mean, they're ready to go, and Jesus says, how many do you have? It wouldn't be enough. Let's say they were really, really prepared and they think, well, when we get there, there might be some people and Jesus might start teaching, so let's just prepare food for a hundred people, okay? It's still not enough. So when Jesus asked them how many loaves or fish, they must have been scratching their head like, if we had enough, you'd see it, it would be in giant mounds. Like, why would you even ask that question? Because the same reason why God asks us these questions to begin with, he wants us to answer The question, he wants to engage in a conversation with us. And so when he says, forgive them, and I say, I can't forgive them. He says, why not? Well, because they took money from me. Don't I provide your money? I can't make up that money. Isn't that, don't you know enough people who can't forgive and it's just driving them crazy that a root of bitterness will get stuck in there? And then now they've have now not only did they take money from you, they've got power over you. Because every time you think about it, you're getting angry and all bent out of shape or whatever. Don't you want to be free from that? How much, what do you have right now with you? What, what can we work with? And so Jesus asked this question, how many loaves and fish do you have? Now, again, they must have just been sitting there like, Dude, I don't. I don't know what this guy's doing. So Jesus, Jesus gives him a command. After this, he says, "Go and see. Go, go. Take a look. I'm not kidding. I'm not playing around. Go find out." Now it's cool. Uh, again, this isn't in the Mark uh, one, but they basically steal a kid's lunch, right? So like they're not prepared right? But this little kid has got this Spider-Man backpack, and he's got his mom. He's got all his lunch in there with some fish and some loaves. And he's like stoked. He's going to go see Jesus. And like all of a sudden, like 12 big dudes are like, hey, what's in the Spider-Man lunch bag, man? <laughs> and he's like, nothing. No, nothing. No, there's not any loaves or fish in there. No, no, no Just a, Just, a, just a Spider-Man action figures. Okay, talk to you later. And they like pick him up, you know, and they take his lunch and make him go forward to Jesus. I don't know if that's exactly how it happened, but well, it's just kind of how I figure it, it went down. But the kid, get, the kid basically gives up his lunch to Jesus. They, don't, they, they, they took his lunch, right? If you've been to school, you know what that's like, right? It's like get shaked down for, for your lunch money. And so when they found out, well, when they found this kid with the Spider-Man backpack, they said, five and two fish. Now, what do you do? When Jesus asks, well, what do you got? How much forgiveness can you muster up? How much faith do you have right now? How much trust in me do you have? Like, like what do you have? What, What do you do then when you look and you reach into your pockets and you pull out and you've just got the equivalent of two pennies worth of forgiveness? And you're like, well, I got a little bit of forgiveness. I could forgive them for this one part of what they did to me. I I could, I I have this much patience. I could probably, I could probably stand my boss one more day. He asks you to look and you go, I think I could handle one more day with my boss before I end up in jail. Okay. What do you do then? You follow Jesus' next command. Here's what he says. Bring them here to me. Whatever little bit you have, whatever you can muster, anything, just I, could, I'll, I, can, I can be with them for one more day. He says, bring it to me. I can, I, can, I can handle it for just this. Bring it to me. This is the kind of relationship that God wants to have with us. Where we say, okay, this is all I can muster. Lord, you take it. And that's what Jesus does. He, they, they bring these fish and these bread to Jesus And he takes it, and you know what he does? He blesses it. He blesses it. Do you know when you go to Jesus with what you have, the little bits you have, and you hand it over, he doesn't say, Is this all you got? He could have easily done that with the disciples. He could have said, Five loaves and two fish. We have all these people. What are you doing? He could have said, at least you could have had 10 loaves. You know, he, he could have done anything. You know, when we take our stuff to Jesus, we say, Lord, this is what I got. He doesn't say, that's it. You what a loser. He says, oh, this is great. I can use this. You know why? Because you're offering it to me. And I'm going to take it, and I'm going to bless it. And that's what he does. Look, look, look what it says. He says, Takes, he, taking the five loaves and the two fish, and looking up to give, heaven, he gave thanks. Can you believe that? What? What in the world did he give thanks for? Why did Jesus give thanks? Because it was a lot? Because they found some? Think about that this week a little bit. He gets this little bit given to him, and he gives thanks. He broke the loaves, and he gave them to his disciples to distribute to the people. He also divided the two fish among them all. Now, I just want you to get an idea of what is taking place right now because I think it is a very, very clear picture of how God uses us. And a very, very clear picture on how if we would just take what we have, the little bit, and bring it to Him, we bring our loneliness to Jesus. We we, we bring our uh, anxiety to Jesus. We bring our woundedness to Jesus. We just bring it to Him. We watch the little bit of transformation begin to happen. So here's what the other Gospels will tell you is that they sat them down in groups of 50 and 100, okay? And so if they're in groups of 50, there would be over 100 of those groups. And, and so if you go kind of half and half, maybe there's 75 different groups. And that's just with 5,000 people. There might have been, we'll just say, 100 groups of people. And so the Bible says Jesus gave them the loaves and fish, okay? And they kept coming back to him. And so here, here's what it would look like. You go to Jesus, you get your basket, and you're like, okay, and you get to your first group. And you're like, hey guys, uh, go easy on this because there's a lot of groups, okay? So just take a little bit. And so you put it down. Some dude like, you know, takes like a whole fish or whatever. And you're like, dude, what are you doing? Like, stop, we got a lot of people. You, 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 you ration it. You begin to you'd ration it because you'd say, you'd look at the enormity of the situation and you'd say, Well, I, you know, just take a little bit. And all of a sudden you get to the end of your your basket, and you're like, nah, gone it, that dude took a whole fish and you know, put it back in, you know, whatever. And you turn around and you start walking back to Jesus. And I, I I don't know this for sure, but I'll bet he had a huge grin on his face. Because he already knew what he intended to do. And all of a sudden, you go back, and somehow, Jesus is just like, I don't know how it all worked out, but it says they kept returning to him. And so he'd he'd fill up their basket again. Now, you're rationing at group one, okay? As you begin to step out in obedience, you begin to ration, "Ah, I don't know, I don't know. And then the second group, you're kind of like, huh. And they say, well, well, how much can we take? You're like, I don't know, just don't go crazy, but go, go ahead, I think. I think he's going to have more. <laughs> like, imagine where your, what, what their faith would have been like at group 50, where they just keep coming back and coming back. The other thing is, as you begin this journey of faith, of taking what God has blessed and giving it back to you, and as you begin to step out in faith, you get farther and farther away They're they're scattered all over the hillside. So imagine what they must have been like when they're like halfway out and they're coming back to Jesus and they're like, he's going to fill up my basket again. Imagine, now now, maybe if if they're honest with themselves, as they're coming back to Jesus going, this is the most phenomenal thing I've ever thought of in my life. Here's what would cross my mind. I wanted to send the people away. (laughs) Like if, If Jesus had taken my advice and we sent the people away, I never would have had this experience. Now look at your circumstances. And this is a great question. Would you rather have God do a miracle through you or would you just like your circumstance taken care of? Now how you answer that question, there's no right or wrong, teaches you a lot about yourself. If you say, I don't care, I don't, I don't really want him to do a miracle. I just want, I just want this situation solved. Well, you, c- congratulations, you learned something about yourself. But you might say, you know what? I, I think I'd rather grow in my faith. Like maybe, maybe God has me in this situation for the very reason of stretching me and growing me and increasing my faith. That when I get to that group 100, I'm just like, I'm spinning the basket on my finger. I'm just like, this is cool. You, don't, you, know, you just walk up to a group, dump it out. You're like, don't worry about it. You know, go, 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 go take it. I, I wonder if the situation that you're thinking of or the one that's kind of, maybe it's your finances or whatever, I wonder if God says, you know what, I'd like, I'd like to stretch you a little bit through this. I, I want you to try and do something. You just bring it to me. I'm going to bless it, and I'm going to give it back to you, and you give it away. And you watch what happens. And again, in the beginning, I'm sure it's going to be difficult. You're going to be like, man, I I don't know. Okay, I'll go through tomorrow with my boss. Who knows? At the end of the year, you might just be like, this relationship's restored. Again, God's just done this great work in me. Look at what it says in the Bible. They all ate and were satisfied. And the disciples picked up 12 basketfuls of broken pieces of bread and fish. The number of men who had eaten was 5,000. And the disciples just wanted him to go away. As we, as Ajwa comes back up, um, we're going to take three minutes of just silence. Now, for some of you, that might be really difficult because you're ADD like me, and you're wondering, how am I going to get through three minutes of just total silence? But I would like you, if God's asking us to be in a conversation with him, and that's what this series is about, I would like you to have a conversation with God in those three minutes. And maybe it looks something like this. Um, God, you know what they did to me. You know how I've been wounded and I know you're asking me to forgive them. I have no idea how to even begin that process. How, what can, how do I bring this to you so that I can take a step of faith? And you just listen to the Lord. You just listen for him. And maybe at this point he doesn't say anything yet. Maybe he wants to continue to have you just thinking about it. And so we'll take three minutes of silence and then uh, Ajua is going to lead us in a song. And, uh, during this time, we, if, you, if this is a week that you give, if you uh, uh, give, give to our church, we thank you for that, and if this is a time you give, uh, we don't pass a plate or whatever, but you can prepare your offering, and then at the end of the service, we take those cards that Pastor Bob talked about, and the offering, and we put it in that box in the back uh, there at the, on the way out. Uh, and then uh, after arduous sings, I'll come back up and bless us, but let me, let me pray. Lord, as we, Uh, take this three minutes of silence. Lord, I pray that you, we would hear your voice. Lord, I pray that we'd have the courage to bring these things to you. Lord, we want them to be blessed by you. We want to grow through these things. Lord, I just pray that you would give us the courage to do that. Amen.